0: Time for the Spice It Up segment on Real World Gardener. On the line, I've got Ian Hempel from Herbie Spices. How are you today, Ian?
1: Very well, thank you, Marion. Lovely to talk to you again.
0: And to you too. And today I'm talking about a herb which I think looks very similar and probably tastes a little bit similar, and that's savoury and thyme. They're comparing those two.
1: Yes, they're both very interesting. And, of course, thyme is the better known one, you know, back sort of, 50 or 60 years ago in Aussie kitchens, there would probably always be a little packet or canister of thyme leaves um, which would go into the soups, stews, casseroles, scones, whatever people were making. So people are very familiar with thyme, but savoury, maybe not so familiar with it. And it's also a very interesting herb with some similar flavour profile characteristics that we find in thyme.
0: It's, I had a friend, well, I still, she's still a friend, but who lived in England all her life, and when she came to Australia, she talked about using savoury a lot in her cooking back when she lived in England and not so much in Australia.
1: That's right. It, it's not really that well-known in Australia. It's quite popular in America, very well-known. It's, it's one of the key herbs that is used in doing your Thanksgiving turkey. And that's one of the things that's made savoury very popular in the US. But yeah, for some reason, it's never been that popular in Australia or very well known. And um, there are two types of savoury, and I think that creates a little bit of confusion as well. Um, there's the one that has tended to be the most common one sold in Australia, which is the winter savoury. I'm talking about this as a dried. Herb, not as a herb plant. Right. The winter savory is the Satuaria Montana, and that's one that is very like thyme, looks like thyme. If you got a little bit of the dried winter savory and you rubbed it and smelt it, you could almost think it was thyme. It's it's very similar. The summer savory, the Satuaria Hortensis, is actually quite different. The dried one is a much brighter green. And the flavour profile is a lot brighter and fresher, you might say, than the winter savoury. From from what I've seen in the plant nurseries in Australia, it seems to be winter savoury that is sold most as a herb plant. But I don't really see it being sold as a cut herb in supermarkets and fruit and veg shops, I don't know whether you have. Marianne. No, I've,
0: I've never seen it as a cut herb, and I've only just recently bought some um, winter savory from an online um, place in Victoria that in the post a few <laughs> a few weeks ago.
1: Right. But yeah. Not- so they so they are they are quite different, but nonetheless they are quite time-like. and in the same way that we talk about time, there is also a lemon-scented savoury, which I think you can only get as a as a plant. And whether it's available in Australia, I'm not sure. And there's also another savoury that's referred to as thyme-leaved savoury. But the big use for savoury in Europe was very much with beans. And in Germany, it's referred to as bonenkraut, which means bean herb. And so with any bean dish, you would often find savoury being used and it could either be winter savoury or summer savoury that would be used, probably more likely winter savoury.
0: Okay, yes, probably is winter savoury. It's much easier to get. I do remember I once sourced mm. summer savoury many years ago, but it didn't mm. last for long.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think that's why winter savoury has been more popular. Um, the summer savoury, even though it's, it's a, um, a perennial plant, uh, especially in our Australian climate, it does tend to die off uh, in the winter because it's you know grows mostly in the summer, hence its name. But um, yeah, people would see winter savory most when they purchased it from a from a nursery. But of course, thyme and and again this sort of connection between the two, the fact that you've got this very similar flavour profile, thyme has has got a, a wonderful history as well. You know, it was used by the ancient Greeks and Romans, um, and actually, it's interesting that the it was also used to fumigate rooms. They would burn it to fumigate rooms, and the word "thyme" comes from the Greek word "thymon," which actually means to fumigate.
0: <laughs> right, and here we are using it in cooking. <laughs>
1: here we are using it in cooking, but of course, the lovely thing about thyme is that it creates the volatile oil, which people will be probably fairly familiar with because they would have seen it in the ingredient list on cough lollies, contains the volatile oil called thymol. And thymol is a quite strong natural um, antiseptic. And that's one of the reasons why it finds its way into things like cough medicines. But thymol, i think has also been popular because you only need a little bit to get a big result its flavor complements carbohydrates beautifully so you know if it's used in scones or something like that it works very well it's a key ingredient in mixed herbs so your good old standard mixed herbs thyme sage marjoram uh, thyme is a key ingredient and it's also a very important ingredient in the middle east and it's probably the key ingredient in the Middle Eastern blend that is referred to as za'atar.
0: Ah, yes, I have heard of that, yes.
1: And where some confusions, you know, we love talking about confusion. Yes, (laughs) we do. (laughs) I just hope when we talk about it we don't confuse people more. But um, one of the interesting things is that in the Middle East they will often refer to the herb thyme on its own as simply za'atar and then the blend where you've got thyme, parsley, uh, generally, um, sesame seeds that will often be simply called zatar blend to distinguish between the two. Okay. But there apparently there are over about a hundred varieties of of thyme, and the one that we use most in cooking is the one often referred to as garden thyme or the thymus vulgaris. There's a lemon-scented thyme which has got beautiful lemony note, and I remember some years ago Liz and I were in Provence, and we were taken by uh, a lady who there who grows the wild thyme of Provence. And it's quite interesting. It's the most beautiful, strong flavour. And it is a herb which apparently what happened over a number of years, so many people were just going out and harvesting it being a wild plant mm. that it was starting to die out. And so some growers got together and they decided to focus on simply cultivating and growing the wild time of provence it was amazing but it's a very hardy plant too you know what i love is the way you're going through some ancient ruin and there's time growing out of the cracks in the rock and the and the stonework and everything and uh it, you just get this beautiful sort of on a really hot summer's day the fragrance of it just comes into the air so it's uh it is a it's a wonderful herb.
0: Yeah, it sounds delicious. I was just wondering, is thyme and savory interchangeable in cooking?
1: Oh, most definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely, you could uh, you could use them together. They would complement each other. That'd be fine. But you could definitely substitute one okay. for the other. Uh, you would just find that the savory flavour would not be quite as strong. So, if the recipe said to use savory, then I would suggest using maybe only about half to two thirds the amount of thyme. Yeah, that, that's good.
0: And is the uh, the uh, combination or blend herbs de Provence does hmm. does that have savory in it also, or is it just marjorie, rosemary, thyme, and oregano?
1: It's usually, um, yeah, I don't think it very often has savoury in it. Um, Sometimes it can, but all these sort of blends, when you say what's a traditional blend, they will all vary a little bit. One of the other ingredients that's very common in Herbs de Provence now is lavender. Oh, gosh. Yes, lavender lavender
0: flowers. Ah, lavender flowers, okay.
1: Yeah, and I think we've talked about lavender before, but the... Uh, Lavandra angustifolia, the one which is the English lavender, which, believe it or not, is the one that grows mostly in France. (laughs) (laughs) One of those other crazy things. But apparently, and how true is this, I'm not sure, but the lady in Provence told us that apparently they first started using lavender in Herbes de Provence because there were shortages of the wild thyme of Provence. And so what they were wanting to do was to put something in that would help boost the flavour of this herbs de Provence blend and that's how um, lavender first found its way into Herbes de Provence.
0: Hmm. Gee, that's interesting and it's also probably something that people could do. They've got all those herbs. They could make their own Herbes de Provence as well. And, Most
1: definitely. The yeah. main thing they must do though is when you're using lavender – they must use the English lavender, the angustifolia, the one that has the smooth leaves and the tall flower stem. Definitely don't use the lavandula dentata, the one with the serrated leaf, because that one's not recommended for using in cooking.
0: Yeah, it's got too much camphor in the
1: leaves. It would taste horrible. Yes. Yeah. And the flowers. And And it is just with the Uh, lavender in Herbes de Provence, it it is just the flowers that are used. It's not the leaves.
0: Of course, that makes sense. Well, that's been really lovely chatting with you, Ian, to talk about savoury and thyme. Hopefully people will know to use them both together in cooking. Once again, thanks for joining me on Real World Gardener.
1: Always a pleasure.